Punch Trunk. The punches weren't really necessary. Maybe they were super necessary. to episode 31 of the Punch Drunk Podcast, your favourite combat sports podcast hosted by two dudes who can't fight and know way less about fighting than they think they do. I'm your host, Lewis, and as always, joined by my co-host, Adam. What's going on, brother? Mate, 31 eps. Congratulations to us. It's pretty big. Yeah. I'm proud of, it proud of us. Um, thank you to everyone listening once again, but... Yeah, good to see you. I'm really, really keen to ask you a whole heap of questions because, one, you're on fucking holidays, you prick, and, two, you are going to UFC London this weekend. (laughs) As if I didn't get the trap on ready for that. Um, Mate, you must be pumped. I know you've been excited for this for, what, since the tickets came out? I'm not sure how long ago, three, four months ago. Um, you've been pumped. I can't even believe you got a ticket. I didn't realize how in demand they were until this week. And everybody's talking about like, like Patty, the baddie was saying that there was people at his gym that he couldn't get tickets. I'm just like, Holy fuck. How did Lewis get this? So tell me everything. Tell me your thoughts, feelings, plans, sexual arousal levels, <laughs> all of the above go. Yes. Yeah, so let's, 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 let's start in reverse <laughs> sexual arousal levels through the roof. I don't know if everyone's f- familiar with Archer, but there's a great, there's a great scene with uh, Krieger from Archer where he's like, stop, my penis can only get so erect. And that's, <laughs> that's just, that's just how I feel at the moment. I've got, I feel very fortunate. So I'm, I'm going back to the UK for the first time in three years. And so built up in all of this UFC excitement is the excitement of seeing friends and family, people I've not seen for a really long time, people who c- couldn't come to our wedding. So that, adding on to the fact that it's the first UFC event, it's stacked with incredible fighters. I was really fortunate to get a ticket. My excitement levels are just through the roof. And yeah, it cost me it cost me a fucking arm and a leg to get the ticket. I'm not gonna I'm not gonna lie. But what I did was I joined the so-called UFC Fight Club, which is just basically like a premium way to get a like a, an early access ticket code. Uh, and they send you a T-shirt as well. So it was the most expensive T-shirt ever. But I'm glad I did that worth because it. yeah, it was worth it. Because even they sold out really quickly. Uh, and a lot of people had seemed to gone go down that route. And then yeah, the, the demand for tickets has been insane. Of course, the miserable cunt touts who just buy up and use bots to get them and resell. It's been it's been absolutely horrific. The touts have been um, absolutely gouging people on this. But I got a good seat. I got like not the best seats in the house, but like in that second tier of, you know, outside of like the front front row VIP type stuff. So I've got myself a good seat. Uh, I'm incredibly excited for it. I've never been to the O2 before. The night before, I think I mentioned on last week's show that I'm going to the Cage Warriors event on on Friday night. They've got a, a, a title up for grabs, which has uh, had a last minute replacement, unfortunately. But I'm looking forward to that. It's just to start getting in the mood, hopefully get to the weigh-ins on Friday there as a... Um, uh, pottering around London with 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 Nori and, uh, and some friends as well. So just yeah, levels of excitement are peaking dramatically. Yeah, and, and you say it's three years since you've been <clears> back <throat> home. So like, I know when it's been a lot, when it's a long time between drinks. When I go home, yeah, you're, you're really keen to get home, and you can't fucking wait. And then when you get there, after about a day, you're just like, oh, this is why I don't hang out with all these people anymore. <laughs> 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 it's just you know, um, no, nah, I'm joking. It is good fun, but um, yeah, yeah. Well, at least in my my position, you go home. I go home and stay with the parents. And after like two nights of staying with your parents, when you do everything you want to do every night of your life, you go back to living with your parents. Like, oh, how did I do this my whole life? You know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, fortunately, 
you know, we're gonna be bouncing around, staying with friends. So it, it's gonna be it's gonna be all go all the time. So I'm looking forward to it. I don't know if my liver's looking forward to it. It's gonna be it's gonna be heavy. Uh, gonna be very very heavy. But I'm excited, and we've got, got some great meals booked, some awesome restaurants down in London. Uh, it's gonna it's gonna be great. Uh, just just very very much excited for that. Very excited to get to a, a live UFC event and. Unfortunate timing because we fly to the UK tomorrow, which is Wednesday. But as of Friday, the UK is scrapping all inbound COVID travel requirements. Uh, no passenger locator forms, no pre-flight tests, nothing. It's all going. So in the future, it's going to make it very nice and convenient to, to keep hopping back and forth on those 15-pound Wizz Air flights from, from Budapest to England. And no stop over in Russia or...? Ukraine. Well, you know, d- d- depends how hyped up I get after the UFC. I might be ready to go go sign up and take that three thousand dollars a week and join the Ukrainian Defense Force. <laughs> Come at me, Vlad. <laughs> <laughs> oh shit! Well, uh, yeah, I was watching um, a video of Paddy the Bat. Paddy the Batty, for those listening, of course, is his second UFC fight is this weekend in London. Amazing, but um, I was watching a video of him, uh, and holy shit, man, he says, "Lad." At the end of every single sentence, every sentence, every it is single a sentence. I'm not. I'm not exaggerating. No. I'm not exaggerating. For those that haven't heard him talk, he just goes, "How you going, Lewis lad? How was your weekend, Lewis lad?" And he just says, "Lad, la 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 la." And I'm just like, "Wow, this is like." He doesn't even know he's saying it. No, it doesn't. What's funny? Uh, um, I think why so many people gravitate towards Paddy the Baddy. He is 100% authentic, and you know. I'm from a place not far from Liverpool. I have zero love for Liverpool Football Club being a Man United fan, but I do have a lot of love for the city of Liverpool and the people of Liverpool because they are genuinely some of the most authentic, kind-hearted, funny, very, very funny people. So I love spending time there. Uh, yeah, very, very close to that city uh, in my heart. So I'm very excited to see what he can do. Very excited to see what Molly McCann can do. But yeah, he is, he is just a... He's just the scouser who happens to be a fucking murderer as well. Just happens to be able to kill people with his bare hands. But he is just a lad off the street. Yeah, and so, so confident this weekend. Like he, I kind of forget because it has been about six months between fights. Like, yeah, he's very authentic, but like also very, very cop. Like he was just... I'm going to win. I'm going to destroy him. Like I just can't see how it loses. It's gonna like it is just a like one side affair. Like it's not even him just like trying to talk himself into it. It's very obvious that he actually just believes exactly because he was just saying I visualize this. I know what's gonna yeah. happen. I've seen all these things. He's like I I said no to UFC contracts early in my career because I visualized all this shit. Blah blah blah. He just kept just just like thrashing the point home that. This is my plan. This is what's going to happen. And there's just no other, there's no ifs, buts, maybes. It's absolutes. <laughs> yeah. And as you, you know, as you alluded to, everything he said he's going to do so far, he's managed to accomplish. And he just wants to keep that going. And I suppose we, we can dive straight into, into the preview of that fight. And he, he is uh, competing against uh, Rodrigo Vargas or Kazula Vargas, as he's called. So, you know, not the toughest matchup, and he's well aware of that. He he said, I don't want to be fighting top 15 guys on this current contract. He knows he's going to have to have three or four more wins in the UFC before he gets to fight a ranked opponent because of how deep and full of assassins this 155 division is. And he's perfectly fine to keep doing that. He'll keep fighting, you know, maybe the next time out, he'll they'll build a fight night around him, uh, potentially. But he said he wants to be very active. Uh, so, you know, good for him. He also doesn't seem like he's looking past uh, Kazula Vargas either, which would be unfortunate because the hype train would be massively derailed. Now, of course, in UFC, unlike boxing, one loss is not the end of someone's career. But the way he's positioned at the moment with just one win in the UFC, a loss would be disastrous. And he said it himself in that interview on BT Sport that he really isn't a lose-lose situation. If he wins, everyone's like, yeah, Vargas is a can. You're supposed to beat him up. If he actually loses the fight, it's like, ah, oh, see, you're nothing but hype. Yeah. Whereas Vargas is in a win-win situation. Vargas is a win-win situation. He's coming in to, to absolutely upset the party for all of the British fans inside the O2 Arena on Saturday night. So really looking forward to this one. But you know, we're, we're I'm riding with Paddy. Yeah. I'm going to be betting on Paddy. Uh, he's, he's, he's known in the UK for his crazy hype 
walkouts. This one is guaranteed to take it to another level. So I'm just I'm just very excited to be a fan and get to have that experience with 20,000 people in a packed house who have been craving UFC in the flesh for, for the past three years. Yeah, three years. And just back on Paddy quickly, like obviously we're riding with Paddy, like duh, but like there's no point us even talking about who we're picking. But do you think there's a chance, like there is a – chance that he might not win or do you think he, he like if all goes to plan he really just should get it done if all goes to plan he wins and he should win easily but of course okay. there's always a chance Vargas is a bit of a wild man in there he throws big heavy shots he's a strong dude it takes one to land I, you know he says Paddy's famous line scousers don't get knocked out but <laughs> scousers have got the same chin as everyone everyone else and if if one of those big fucking meat hooks lands on a chin when you're not expecting it, you can go to sleep and there's nothing that you can do about it. Mm-hmm. So I don't think that's going to happen, though. He is getting better and better technically as a striker. You, you see that he was just a grappler and he's humbled himself as well. He has used to think he was a know-it-all. He was like thought he'd beaten the game. He'd figured it all out because he was just so slick with his grappling. But he's continuing to improve. He's continuing to develop. And when you're 26, 27 years old, you can continue to learn and, and, and get better at things. You're far from the finished article at that age. And it seems like he's serious about his training. He's got a good team around him. It seems it takes he takes advice from people who have more experience than he does. So I don't think that's going to be a problem. And he certainly, this occasion isn't too big for him. Right, he's dreaming already and planning out far bigger things. Being the main event, selling out a stadium, all of those kind of dreams and aspirations. So I don't think being the third, or third fight on the on the main card of a fight night, despite the, you know, the circumstances, the the long layoff of the UFC, the return to London, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera, I don't think this occasion is going to be too big for him, because he is a unique personality. He has got that unwavering confidence and self-belief yeah and he was saying um the o2 isn't big enough for him they should have done it at wembley they should have done it. well the tickets sold out so fast that yeah. he, he might have a point yeah. and that, imagine how <clears throat> fucking crazy that would have been man just like tell you what though the ufc stadium. the ufc has seen this appetite they're still putting on loads of fight nights at the apex because they said they don't want to go to places where there's covid restrictions so that's why they're doing florida they're doing nevada they're doing texas they're coming to the UK now, and now they. Ha- I'm I'm quite certain that the U the, the USC actually had to negotiate exemptions to get all of their people over without having to do any quarantine, any te- all that kind of stuff, uh, to to make sure that they could bring the show to the USC. They had assurances from the government they could get it done. As of Friday, they don't need any more assurances. It's all being removed. It makes perfect sense for the UK to double dip and come back to the UK later in the year if other countries aren't following suit they might go to sweden they might go to another a european country but yeah it, why wouldn't they the tickets sell out like mad the fans are starved for it it makes perfect sense for the ufc to 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 run it back and have another hub over this side of the world where they can get lots of their fighters competing on a on on a event in front of in front of uh, fans yeah and and just from my perspective like obviously i'm not going i'm going to be watching it on tv but I'm looking forward to watching a fight night with the crowd as well. Like it's just yes. better. It's just fucking better on the TV. Like I, I am getting pretty sick of watching them in the apex. Like it's just, especially because every pay-per-view now is in front of the crowd. You really notice the difference when you go from one to the yes. other. And um, I can't difference. fucking wait. Yeah, it's going to be awesome. It's going to be awesome. Uh, all right. There's, the thing is, we can't break down every fight on this card because there's so many, literally from top to bottom, there are bangers every step of the way. And of course, you know, being a British fight fan, nearly every fight has got a Brit involved. You go, oh, okay, you're definitely going to be, you know, you feel more excited for that. And I've seen some people online say, oh, it's actually not that good of a card. Guys, don't be a hater. It is an absolutely great card. So we've talked about the people's main event, but let's talk about the main event now, which was in doubt up until a couple of days ago. But the big Russian, Alexander Volkov, has touched down. He is in Londinium, and he is fighting Tom Aspinall, the future of the heavyweight division, the first real true test against an elite caliber, incredibly experienced, very technically sound, 
heavyweight fighter in Alexander Volkov. This is shaping up to be a great fight. It's the first time that Tom Aspinall is fighting in front of a huge crowd. He's headlining the O2. The atmosphere could be absolutely rabid at this point. And if oh Aspinall is able to <laughs> get it done, that holy <laughs> fuck. They might... We already saw the roof was coming off the O2, literally with whatever that storm was called, but it was literally ripping shreds off the outer layers of the O2 arena. If Tom Aspinall wins, the crowd might just rip it to pieces and burn it down. London might turn into Philadelphia momentarily. It's going to be fucking insane. It's... um. I think, like, uh, I, I really hope he wins, but I think, like, Tom Aspinall, he's my guy. I, I feel like he's, like, I love him, and he's and he's so he's, technically sound. He's big, he's strong, he's athletic. He's, he's every, he ticks every fucking box, and he's young, and it's just, like, I really hope this guy is what he should be, becomes what he should and be. And he is hilarious. He's charismatic. Yes. He's, he just ticks every single box. I want to fuck him. <laughs> <laughs> We'll cut that. If that if that if that made it into the to the episodes, it, the rest of it didn't go so well. Uh, but if <laughs> I'm not getting it, no. If so, hardcore the hardcore MMA fans know him, and now British MMA fans are starting to be drawn to Tom Aspinall, like the the, the big fight fans are. He's headlining this event, which you know some casuals will be going to, but because of the cost of the tickets, the, 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 the real hardcore fans have made sure to get this. But if he wins against Volkov, especially with all you know, the political situation, everything going on with Russia, the narrative that is going to be spun and the stardom that Tom Aspinall is going to go to in the UK is going to be absolutely huge, especially if he gets it done in spectacular fashion, big knockout, takes him down and taps him. We know his jiu-jitsu is off the charts, especially for heavyweight. If he's able to do that, he's going to be doing all the rounds on British TV. He's going to be on all of the shows, and it's going to be like, okay, it's Tom Aspinall's world. We're just living in it. Who's next? One fight, title eliminator. Let's let's match him up with Taito Ivasa later in the year and, and see how things real go down. And that's that's really what what could happen because uh, I a few months ago we were talking about one of the shows that potentially the UFC wanted to build up Chris Dorcas and it's like they're going to keep him and Aspinall away from each other because they're the future of the division. Now I'm not saying Chris is. Uh, races run far from it it's a heavyweight division anything happens but his hype train was swiftly derailed by Derek Lewis sending him to the shadow realm look what's happened to Taito Ivasa you get a win over a big name like that and we know Alexander Volkov isn't the same sort of dangerous puncher isn't the same superstar that Derek Lewis is but this is a huge test uh, uh, you know former I believe Volkov was the strike force champion he was certainly champion in another organization before he came to the UFC he has vast levels of experience he's fought 10 times more fights than Tom Aspinall has and so if he's able to get this done this just launches him right up there into okay this guy truly is among the elite of the heavyweight division I can't wait for it Mate, you are getting me even more hot than I originally was. <clears throat> I'm jealous, but fuck, I'm also excited. It, it's it's on it. It's actually on it. I won't. I probably won't get up for the undercards on pretty early, but like the main card starts at I think like seven or seven thirty, so it's not that bad. It's kind of like a perfect time. Just get up, make a coffee, and just watch some people fucking go to war for three hours. On Honestly, mate, I think you're going to want to go to bed early on Saturday, set your alarm. And I know it's Sunday. I know it's your day off, but <laughs> get get up at 5 a.m. Get get into those get into those uh, pre prelims because there's some there's some tasty tasty meat on the bone. There's, uh, it, it, it runs deep. But anyway, let's let's go now to the the, the co-main event. And this one has got me in all, all kinds of a, my mind is a pretzel right now because you know I want to ride all. I, you know, I'm riding with all of the English, British MMA fighters on this card. I want to see them do well. Arnold Allen, what a mad lad. He's hilarious. He's an amazing fighter. He's undefeated. He's right on the precipice of competing, you know, for a title eliminator or potentially even a title shot if things break his way. You just don't know in this division right now. But there are some good fights to be made if he wins. Standing in his way, though, is another fan favorite, a guy we've absolutely waxed lyrical about on this podcast, Dan the Hangman Hooker, who, again, is venturing into enemy territory, burn the boats, 
And he's coming to upset the party. He's coming down to 145, coming back down to featherweight uh, after quite a few years up at like weight up at 155. And he's coming to spoil the party and 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 deflate the O2 arena before Tom Aspinall gets in there and does his thing. Because although having said that, I think Dan Hooker is such a fan favorite. So many people I see online talking about like, ah oh, shit. I don't want there to be a winner or a loser in this fight. I, I'm just gonna, I'm going to be heartbroken, like either way, and it's a real mix of emotions because everyone wants to see Arnold Allen do well. He's a stud, and everyone loves Dan Hooker because of the way he fights, his attitude, his candor. He's just a, just a down to earth bloke. It's like, oh yeah, I could get a beer with Dan Hooker, no problem. He'd be super chill. He just seems like that kind of guy. He doesn't have any ego about him. He's just a top lad. And he's like, oh, he's got to fight Arnold Allen. And it's not an easy fight for either of them, for obvious reasons. And Dan Hooker will probably have the size and strength advantage over every single person at 145 pounds. But Arnold Allen is one of the strongest, if not the strongest fighter at 145 pounds physically. If he's able to get his hands on Dan Hooker and close the distance, it's going to be a tough night. It's going to be real difficult work. And I'm so excited and so curious to see how this is going to play out. One of these guys, the winner, launches themselves straight into the title picture at 145 pounds. I don't care that Dan Hooker hasn't had a win there for, 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 for X many years. You come in and you knock off Arnold Allen in the co-main event spot of UFC London with Dan Hooker's relationship with the UFC, with all of the fans behind him, all of the Anzac fans behind him. You're damn right he's getting right up into that 145 title picture. And you go, okay, let's give him Max Holloway next. Or, okay, let's give him Brian Ortega next because Max Holloway is healthy. All of a sudden, he's he was like, oh, I would be able to fight Volkanovski after all. It's like, okay, he's waiting for a dance partner. The winner of this fight could get that. 100%. You are so fucking fired up. Like, this is the best energy you've had maybe ever. And you've always got amazing energy. So that is fucking saying something. I am. This is going to be so good because obviously I'm going to be going for hooker. So I'm actually like in nearly every other fight, I'm going to be going for the, the British fighter. So I'm kind of excited to just have that one fight to go for the enemy and just feel like, yeah. fuck you all. I hate fucking Britain. I hate <laughs> London. Fuck everyone. Yes. And just hopefully he wins. And then there's this, the complete reversal with Aspinall, the next fight. And he, so you'd go from Paddy, just everyone going crazy because Paddy wins to everyone's flat because hooker wins. And then everyone goes fucking wild again because Aspinall just gets up in the main event. That would be the perfect scenario. But in MMA, very, very, very seldom does uh, what you think is going to happen actually happen. So who bloody knows? But imagine if just every British fighter loses on the main card. <laughs> oh, bro, just heartbreaking. Heartbreaking and my wallet will take an absolute fisting as well because you know I'm going to bet on all of them. Every single fight. I'm there <laughs> and I'm riding and dying Are with every single one of them. the wife? No, it's it's it's. I'm riding solo. Oh, I'm, that's I'm, fucking amazing! I'm, You're gonna yeah. be fucking losing it. <laughs> I'm gonna be losing it. I'm gonna be off my head. I'm gonna be sinking pints from like fucking midday. Uh, it's gonna it's gonna be brilliant. When be I really went cool, to the a- UFC, the Adesanya Whitaker card, we were so fucking hammered at the end of it, like because you just drink for seven hours or something like nonstop. Yeah. It is a big one. If Here's I've got problem, two tips though. for you, one, pace yourself. And two, manage your expectations because it's going to be amazing. But if you just manage them slightly, it's going to just exceed them in an insane amount. You're going to just leave happy no matter what. Yeah, uh, I, I know, I know. Here's, here's the problem for me, though. that there is, I, I might not actually end up getting that drunk because there isn't a single fight I want to miss. <laughs> so if the lines for the bar are fucked and the staff aren't firing so beers, be doing quickly, cake. I don't know what I'm <laughs> Key bumps between every fight. No, I, I'm just gonna, I'm just gonna shelve a couple of pills on my way in. <laughs> oh oh fuck. shit! So that, those are the, the top move. three. Those are, yeah. I, so I'm looking at the latest updated Wikipedia uh, page, and it seems like it has been updated for the final order event. So we're gonna keep working our way down the card. We talked about Paddy Pimlet against Kazula Vargas. Next one. Okay, no, no English uh, British fighter, but this, this is an exciting fight because. We get to see the return of Gunnar Nelson, a real fan oh, favorite, a real talented. Everyone loves Gunnar Nelson, and he's been away from the sport for a while. And out of nowhere, it seemed this just got reported back in the car. I'm like, wait, holy shit! I'm gonna get to see Gunnar Nelson in person. Like, wow! I'm 
in incredibly excited to see how this goes. And he is a great fighter, and his you know he's coming off two losses against the creme de la creme of the division, Gilbert Burns and, and Leon Edwards. But he is a savage grappler on the ground. If he gets a hold of you, it is all over. And so I'm really, really looking forward to seeing what he's going to do against Takashi, uh, Takashi Sato. Uh, and, and quite frankly, being honest, I, I don't rem really um, remember seeing uh, Takashi, Takashi fight. I, I, I know, like I, I'm looking at the results. I'm like, I, I remember his fight against um Miguel Baeza but I like I, I can't remember like visualize I know I saw that fight because I like Baeza but I just don't remember seeing that fight so I'm I, I don't know much about Sato so I'm and I'm gonna keep it that way I just want to go in and have uh, so some fights where I just have no lean I'm not sure how it's gonna happen but all I know is I'm gonna be riding and betting with Gunny because uh, if he if he's able to come back after quite a long layoff when when, when was his last fight let me Put just double check that here Takashi Sato is not gonna win. Oh, oh, oh wow. Wow. How many kids have you got? Because that was a sick dad joke. <laughs> um, none that I know of. <laughs> yeah. Um, so yeah, uh, September 2019. So it's been a long time between drinks. For, uh, for Gunnar Nelson, but he's quite young. He's quite young. He's still only, what, 30, 33 years old. He's going to be 34 later on this year. So, yeah, plenty of time. Plenty of time for Gunnar Nelson to get his career back on track. Uh, all right, let's go back. Let's continue down the card. And Molly McCann, meatball against Luana Carolina. Molly McCann doesn't have boring fights. Does not have boring fights. On this absolutely stack-loaded card, she's, she's a early front runner for performance of the night because of how she fights. She is just a scrapper. She continually gets better. She's just signed a new UFC contract. She was teetering uh, between, you know, potentially being released from the UFC uh, a few years ago, or uh, sorry, a, a few months ago last year. She got that win under her belt in a great performance, fight of the night, got her first UFC bonus, and now she gets a nice spot on the main card at UFC London here. So very much looking forward to see her again. Just you have to like everything about her, the way she comes across in, in all of the media that she does. She is just a what you see is what you get, heart on the sleeve, just salt of the earth, good person. And really looking forward to seeing her fight again. We'll be betting with her and hope she's able to get it done. We're definitely going to put together to the fans. We won't do it on the fly, but we'll put together a parlay between now and um, fight night and we'll throw it on our socials. So make sure you're following us. Um, Rock and roll. But this one doesn't count to our official score unless it wins. <laughs> <laughs> and we are coming off a win. So, yeah. you know, as as we know in, in, in gambling, you get hot. And yes. We're hot right now, baby. Oh, yeah. We are hot. We cannot lose. I can feel it. I can feel it in my waters. <laughs> we are hot and sticky and moist. And what else? What's another gross word? Steamy and ooh, <laughs> steamy. Uh, just like your hotel room would have been this weekend. I know you had a little romantic getaway with the missus, huh? <laughs> Tell us all about it. It was. It wasn't a romantic getaway. I can. I can assure you that. But we we were we were skiing with. Uh, yeah, you were family and friends in Slovenia. <laughs> All right, moving swiftly on to the first fight of the main card, and <laughs> sorry, man, this is no, you're good. Line, this is this one is a uh, lined up to be a real nice fight here at 155 pounds. Another English fighter, Jay Herbert, coming up against one of the hottest prospects in in the division in Alaya Taporia, and. This is a tough one. This is a real, real tough one for, for Jay Herbert. He's one and two in the UFC. Um, he, I believe he, he lost his first two, two fights uh, and was able to get one over the line. Uh, recently, he was the former Cage Warriors champion. But yeah, he, he lost to Trinaldo in his debut. He then lost to Renato Moicano, who, you know, no shame in that. No shame in that whatsoever. Uh, and then he got a good win over Karma Worthy. And he's been rewarded. He gets to open up the, the main event at the O2, but he gets to face 
Alaya Taboria, and this is this is not going to be an easy an easy uh, scrap scrap for him at all. Mm-hmm. Undefeated, eleven and zero. Um, if we call last time out, <clears throat> he absolutely murked Ryan Hall. And okay, Ryan Hall is probably the most one-dimensional fighter in the UFC. But, you know, you've got to avoid that crazy jujitsu. He did that with a plum and then separated him from his consciousness. This is a bad, bad man. 11-0. A lot of hype behind him. If I'm being honest, the UFC wants Taporia to win this fight. Like, from a business perspective, they want him to win this fight. So, it's a real test for Jay Herbert. Obviously, I'd like to see him win. And anything can happen. He's a he's a hard hitter. He's a stand-up fighter. Hopefully him and Taporia get there in the middle of the cage and, and throw down. Yeah. Bloody oath. I I don't know a lot about Taporia, but I looked him up obviously before this pod and I was just like, what the fuck? This guy seems like he's a beast. Like how come I haven't heard of him? He's got a pretty mad record. Everyone's talking him up. Um especially considering people like Patty and stuff are on this card. The fact that I'm even hearing about him means he must be doing something right. But then Herbert also is getting talked up as well. So I'm really keen to watch this one because, honestly, I don't think I've paid enough attention to fucking either of them and they both seem like they're going to be doing some damage. Yeah, no doubt. And so you're getting perfect opportunity to see where these guys are at. They open the card. I think it's going to be a real nice real nice scrap on this uh, this UFC fight night. So that is the main card. There are six fights, all, all really good fights, really, really good fights. If this was a pay-per-view and you just, you know, maybe kicked one of them down to the, the to the head of the prelim card and then put a main of like a, a title fight over the top of it, you would be very, very pleased if this was a pay-per-view event with a traditional like title fight on the top. That shows you the depth and strength of this card. It's going to be an absolute banger. And then there are some absolute gems as well on the prelim cards. And, you know, we don't have time to go into every single fight, but there's a few names that stand out. Tell us your two favorites. Give me your two fucking gems on the undercard because the fans love the gems. Well, first and foremost, Paul Craig against Nikita Krylov. Paul Craig is an absolute beast. The Bear Jew. He hasn't uh, Why is he on the undercard? Um, honestly, man, I just think they got, they was like, how, how are we going to, how are we going to figure this out? Like, is this, the card is so loaded. Some people have got to be on the undercard. That's just, that's just how it is. Um, I think they want to, um, make sure that people tune into the prelims as well for the, for the broadcast partners. So they want to have a few household names in there and he certainly is a household name. He, you know, he had that spectacular win over Jamal Hill in his last outing uh, midway through last year. He is a dangerous, dangerous man. He's a fantastic he- grappler. All kinds of nasty submissions. Mm. He fought. Was it? And- he fought at New York. Was it? Man- did he fight the MSG card? Paul no, Craig? he didn't. What the did last he time. Fight at? No. No, the last time he fought was in, in June last year. Last yeah, year, remember, right. remember when when he when he um, dislocated Jamal Hill's uh, uh, that's arm? It. And arm they, they had a, such a heated rivalry going into it. I remember it was so heated. And then and then and then they became like boys straight yeah, afterwards. Yeah. And they were drinking yes. together in the club afterwards. Yeah, yeah, that's that it. was so that was his last outing. And as, as I think we mentioned a few shows ago, Jamal Hill has subsequently fought, and because of the timing of it, Jamal Hill is now above Paul Craig in the light heavyweight rankings, you know, wrap your mind around that one. But a, a good win here over, you know, a dangerous opponent. I think he's ranked higher than him in uh, Nikita Krylov, who's very dangerous in his own own right. Uh, he's he's going to be all fired up. Obviously, um, you know, he's, well, he's Russian heritage, living in Ukraine or fighting. So so just a, a lot going him for on for him right now, I'm sure. Uh, but he's he you know he's got some good wins in the division and really only lost to the cream of the crop Lamp, uh, uh, lost to the Polish legendary Polish power lost to the current champion Glover Teixeira and lost to Magomed Ankalaev who's coming off a win undefeated the future of the light heavyweight division so this isn't this isn't a gimme fight for Paul Craig this is going to be real tough and he's been quite open about wanting to retire at 35 he doesn't want to be fighting forever which is a shame because I still think he's got a lot to offer with a lot to give the sport considering he's going to be 35 later in this year. So we might only see Paul Craig fight two, three more times in his career. So I feel very lucky to be able to go and go and see that. And a win here 
put him, you know, on the right trajectory for potentially getting a crack at the title before it's all over. Uh, a loss probably stops that, and we see him fight one more time. So I'm I'm very excited to see that. Uh, and then and then and what the other the other uh, fight that I'm I'm particularly looking forward to, and you know, the, just I want to see Jack Shaw, Nathaniel Wood, but the hype train. Remember the name if you don't know it already, Mohamed Mokayev. He is by anyone who pays very close attention to the regional MMA scene, the amateur MMA scene. They believe that he will be a champion uh, in, in the coming years in the UFC. He's only 21 years old. He's undefeated. He's won world titles in amateur junior, amateur senior levels. He's a dangerous kid. He's originally from Dagestani, but he's been raised in the northwest of England. He's charismatic. Like gold he, right here. Yes, yes. He, the hype train is high for this kid. He is sensationally technically gifted. People who watch him work out in the gym say he's an absolute freak. He's able to blend all of his skills together, but of course he has that incredible wrestling base and he trains all over the place. He goes to Bahrain. He trains all around the Northwest. He has a close relationship with the Dagestani fighter, so you know he's got good wrestling as well. Very excited to see what this kid can do, whether he's able to cope with all the expectations, which I'm sure he will. He is very experienced for someone who is just 21 years old. Yeah, really, really looking forward to this. And he gets to fight Cody Durden, who has made a bit of a name for himself after his his comments, after his, his win over um, Ayori, saying go back to China or whatever un- unsavory comments he, he made. So, yeah, uh, he'll be he'll be uh, be looking to to get his UFC career off to a, a good start. I can't wait. I, I actually knew close to nothing about him so that to me sounds like fucking parlay gold let's i don't know if i'll be able to get the odds together quick enough but give us maybe your three or four picks don't have to lock them in we can change them or no. put them on the socials but give us your three rough three or four rough ones now if there's a listener that you know might forget to look at the socials but they're a fucking loyal listener so we reward them patty pimlet it's gonna be molly mccam it's gonna be Mohammed mckayev and do it. Do the main event. Do it. Do it. Do Tom Aspinall. Oh! Tom Aspinall! <laughs> this crazy fuck. <laughs> We've done it. It's a fight night. I feel like we can break our golden rule. Don't bet on the main event. You said you're going to be betting on every single fight anyway. You're going to be at the event. You're going to be pissed off your fucking face. You're going to be cross-eyed. You're not even going to remember it. So let's just load up with every fucking dollar we can find. Scrape together. I'm excited. Lewis is excited, but mate, you can give this you can give this USA London a little bit of a hype before we do finish up the pod. But I just want to quickly touch on the fights on the weekend because, yes, first of yes. all, they were fucking good. And I, the, what I mainly wanted to get at was your dong's KO. Song your dong's KO was fucking insane. It was like that fight from start to finish was like, oh my god, shit, there's going to be fireworks instantly. And then I want to talk Uncle Iev and what you think his future's like, but. Tell, tell me about that knockout. Please tell me you saw it because holy shit. I did. You know, Yadong's knockout was was hard. It was stiff oh. and it was thorough. So that is just exactly what you're going to be all weekend. Ma- hard, Ma- stiff. I, I feel bad. I feel bad for Marlon Moraes because he's an exciting fighter mm-hmm. and his career it, trajectory could be looking so different if he's able to put away Merab and he, he doesn't come back and, and win that fight. But he he can't buy a win at the moment. He seemed to signal that he might be retiring, ha- hanging it up. But the knockout, wow, he just looked spectacular. But what was so impressive about the knockout? It was kind. It was an uppercut, but it was kind of like on an angle, sort of called like a, a, a shovel uppercut. It was like a half jab half uppercut situation and it had no backswing on it the the power he was able to generate and if you look the punch starts with his elbow parallel to his rib cage so he isn't bringing this back like a video game rocky style spinning fist whoop, huge uppercut it comes and the placement is just perfect and that's it as you know it is that one hitter quitter it is that walk off ko and it just looked brilliant. Fair play to him. He didn't dive in and give Maurice any more damage. That poor lad has sustained enough. Maybe it is time for him to hang it up because it just doesn't look like his his 
his chin has got it there anymore to be able to get into the kind of brawls which he has become such a fan favorite for. So great for him. Song Yudong looks like an amazing prospect. He's so young. The UFC is going to hitch a hitch their wagon to this up and coming Chinese superstar. The amount of uh, merchandise they can be able to just to sell to, to the Chinese market and make him a star there is going to be huge for them. So yeah, what a what a performance. Um, and we'll, we'll quickly shout out as well the the the, the fight, albeit short lived, between Drew Dober and Terence McKinney was a banger. Shame our guy Terence McKinney lost, but we said Drew Dober is a dangerous, dangerous dude. It was a big step in competition. Can't impress you, Val. Dober can't impress me a bit. He impressed me, but I was going to say McKinney looked like he belonged. Me, oh yeah, if you don't, 100%. don't forget, Drew Dober was ranked in the top fifteen of the lightweight division before he got mauled by uh, Islam Makhachev, and everyone gets mauled by Islam Makhachev, so there's yeah. no shame in that. So Terence McKinney showed that he belonged, and this is going to be, he's only young, he hasn't had many fights in the UFC, this is going to be a huge learning experience for him to not gas himself out uh, when he feels like he's got the momentum, slow things down, be a bit more technical, be less wild, and he can win that fight. I, I don't think we'll see a rematch anytime soon, but I, 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 you know, this hasn't dissuaded my expectations for Terence McKinney going forward. You saw the talent, you saw the power, you saw the ability that he has, so... Really, really looking forward to see what he does. On the other hand, Drew Dober, huge win, gets gets the hype, gets all of the gloss off of Terence McKinney. He showed toughness. He showed durability. That fucking jaw, we said it's the most punchable face in the UFC. It can take the most damage in the UFC by the looks because that jaw is cast iron solid. This is huge for him. He probably needs a few months to, 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 to you know, dust off the cobwebs and, and, and let, that, <laughs> let that swelling come down off of his face. But yeah, let's get Drew. Let's get Drew Dober a crack at another ranked opponent and see what he can do. Uh, I don't have a specific name in mind right now, but yeah, Drew Dober. People, I think people sort of forgot what a stud he is. He is a very, very good fighter. Yeah, and then just quickly, the main event, Ankalaev and uh, Santos was fucking. It was a fight. It was a great fight. Uh, I would have. They were both very. I guess they were both very respectful of each other's power for a lot of the fight. But yeah, it was it was impressive to see. They they both took a few shots. They both some heavy body kicks, man. Fuck, they would have fucking hurt. But I think the body kicks are something. You know, this I, I've I've read a lot of comments on this. And some people have said it was quite a boring fight. Didn't quite deliver to what was expected. And okay, that's probably fair. I think fans don't appreciate how fucking brutal body kicks are, especially up at like middleweight, light heavyweight, as you get some of the big boys. It's like getting hit with a baseball bat, only harder. It is yeah. horrendous, those those kicks. So, you know, I think th th those sort of shots are underappreciated. I think people wanted Ankalaev to come in and, and starch Santos. I know that's what I was hoping to see. We ended up with more of a, a bit of a hesitant back and forth, but there was, yeah, like you said, there was some good shots landed, some good shots given. Ankalaev gets the job done. We said the UFC put him in this position, main event on his own fight night to, to really launch him into that next level. And a win over Tiago Santos, albeit a diminished Tiago Santos at this point in his career, still an important win for him. Eliminates Tiago Santos from any shot at a title probably for the rest of his career, given his age and given the way he's going. But it affirms Ankalaev as one of the best in the world and he's probably one good win away from a title shot. Yeah, exactly. I think he nearly would have been knocking on the door of the title if it was a really, really convincing win. But it, I think he needs he needs to beat someone else um, to get a shot at that light heavyweight strap. But who knows? You know, I, I think if a couple of things went his way, there's half a chance that his next fight is for the title. But yeah, maybe um, at least I'd say at least one more before that. But he did look impressive. He seems to have well, he seems to be one of those guys that have a lot more power than. Than it seems, um, just precise. What yeah. Conor, McGregor, Conor McGregor famously said: Pre "Precision beats power, and timing beats speed." So, exactly. I feel like that's Uncle Ayev, that's Song Yudong, that's pro pretty much half that fucking card on the weekend. So, I was super impressed. But mate, let's look back. Let's look forward. <laughs> I was going to say, let's look back ahead. And I'm like, that doesn't make any yeah, sense. I'm just, I'm just trying to rotate my neck to look in the direction <laughs> you're telling me to. Let's put our heads oh. on a swivel. It's uh, like a horror movie, just my head rotating <laughs> around in place. Yeah, sorry about that. But uh, let's look forward to London again. 
Any final words, anything else you want to add about this card? Is there something we've forgotten? Please speak now or, you know, forever hold your peace because who knows what state you're going to be in this time next week. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Just just enjoy it. I I will be spamming the punch drunk uh, Twitter feeds with with photos, videos, whatever I can get my hands on. There's a few there's a few MMA journalists and podcasters that I'm hoping to link up with with a few pre-fight beers. Uh, maybe talk a little, you know, uh, you know, pod, pod, guest podcasting episodes and stuff like that could be could be quite nice. But I'm just very excited for to to, to get there, be around all these like-minded people who just fucking love UFC, have paid an arm and a leg to be there, are traveling from all over the country, traveling from Scotland, traveling from uh, you know, way up north, traveling from the continent, like myself, to get on over there. So people are very, very excited for this, and rightly so. It's going to be a banger of event. Mm-hmm. Make sure you tune in if you can. If you can get yourself up early, early doors, do it because you won't be disappointed. But at least make sure you watch the main event and then run it back. Watch the watch the prelim fights afterwards on that on on your uh, fight pass or your KO app or however you might yeah. be watching it. For those who Just, are watching it, sorry to cut you off, man. Do no, not go ahead. Do not think of it as a fight night. You are waking up to watch a pay per view for free. That is actually what's happening. They've yeah. they've nearly marketed it wrong by calling it a fight night because you're getting for us if on KO on ESPN you're getting a free fucking pay per view. There's going to be they should crowd, have made the crowd it atmosphere a, will be better than made, any yeah. atmosphere we've had in the last two years. Like it's going to be fucking yeah. insane. It'll shit on basically every pay per view we've had. Other than obviously, there's not the biggest, biggest stars, but there's some fucking stars, and some of those guys, you know, in four years' time, they are going to be the biggest stars in the UFC. So just yeah. fucking get up and just fucking watch it, and you will not be disappointed. And you might see Lewis. <laughs> oh, you look out for me! I'll be, I'll be that guy probably vomiting over the the the, the row in front of him after a couple couple too many ales <laughs> after the early prelims. <laughs> Getting, I'll be getting carried out by security. No, no. <laughs> this is the day. Don't take I it away from me. <laughs> oh shit! I'm very excited for you. It's like a like a little kid before Christmas. You have been. It really is. That's how I feel. I feel like you know. Were you counting down the sleeps when you were a kid? You're like, how many sleeps till Christmas? Three. Oh. Zero for you. <laughs> 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 we know what you're going to get stuck in, do right? But. Uh, Nah, that'd be, I'm, I'm jealous. At the end of the day, I'm just fucking jealous, but excited. Yeah, very, very excited. So, yeah, let, let's let's wrap it up. So, Adam, o- over to you again. Tell at PunchDrunkPod, as usual, on Instagram, at PunchDrunkPod underscore on Twitter, PunchDrunkPod at gmail.com, PunchDrunkPod on YouTube, PunchDrunkPod on TikTok, and please, please, if you can, Give us five stars on Spotify now that it's a new feature on there. Give us it on Apple if you can. We, uh, it's nice to see those ratings there. If you don't think that our podcast is worth five stars, then just don't vote. Um, <laughs> yeah, keep your shitty opinion wrong. to yourself. <laughs> we yeah. are obviously the... You sit, you sit there and you be quiet in your wrongness. Exactly. You shut your fucking mouth or we'll... Um, yeah, we probably won't do much, but uh, just don't do it, please. But... <laughs> Appreciate you all. Thank you all so much for listening. Obviously, tune in next week because Lewis is just bound to have some stories. And worst case scenario, we'll have the story of him getting kicked out after the second fight and missing one of the best cards of the last three years. So there's Man, I'm no not matter gonna keep, what. I'm not going to get kicked out. I'm basically like boots on the ground journalist. I'm doing big J journalist work. Love it. I love it. You're, yeah. um, you are. You're working. Um, I'm like a you. foreign correspondent. <laughs> Oh, shit. You should just print yourself off some sort of like fake media pass, see if you can get a hold of it. And just, you'll have a ticket. So they're not going to question it if you're, if you're holding up the media credential, you know, at the cage. They're not going to be like, you don't fucking own that. It's, it's more if out the front. So I reckon just get print one yeah. off yourself and just waltz up to Dana and just be just like. Just take a big old, big old like <laughs> 1990s camcorder and walk around. In- <laughs> Do you think Dana will be there? Yeah, I think so. I hope so. Because then he might do a Yeah, yeah. Uh, it's it's a huge event for the for the company. I, I don't see I don't see why he he wouldn't be there. Uh, given he's probably going to be doing a lot of media in the in the few days leading up to the fight. So I would be I actually be shocked if he wasn't there. 
I'm disappointed because yeah, me yeah, too. I want to shut. I, I want to uh, take a picture of his bald head. <laughs> Hopefully, so do you know the commentators? Like, I'm assuming Bisping for sure. Bisping is on there. I think John Gooden and no, John Anik. Anik. No, oh, I think Anik as well. Beautiful. Fuck I think yeah. I think so, but I'm not. I'm not certain. I'm not certain. But who, who, whoever it is, I'm sure they're going to do a great job. And you know, I'm going to watch it back on TV afterwards as well. Oh yeah, just. One hand on the remote, the other hand just stroking it. <laughs> uh, so good to see you. So good to hear from you, mate. Your energy is contagious at the moment. And, um, yeah, loved it. Anything else you wanted to uh, chat before you go to Christmas? Uh, no, just again, thank you for everyone listening. Uh, we've got a few new new followers on, on the old Twitter sphere, so hopefully they check out the podcast and a few people have, who've reached out and said they're going to give, give us a listen. So we appreciate every – we really do appreciate every single one of uh, of our listeners. Being honest, like me and Adam will probably just get together and have like a video chat anyway and just talk about UFC nonstop all the time. That's how much we enjoy doing it. But actually having a, a reason to, to, to schedule and, and sit down and do it and, and record the podcast and all that, we do it because we get great feedback from people who have listened to the pod and we see those numbers and we see people listening. So that, that really gives us a, 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 a real thrill when we see that. So thank you for listening. We hope you continue this journey with us. And yeah, I don't know what my sound quality is going to be like next week when we record at some point. It's probably just going to be like through my through my, uh, through my my headphones. But, you know, we'll you'll have to work, excuse man. it for... Excuse excuse it for one week as uh, I'll be travelling around the UK. I'm sure the fans will not mind considering the content you're going to be producing, but so good to see you, mate. You too. See you soon, mate.